Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed in the coffin. I don't know what my triggers are where I'm like, fuck this thing, but your trigger is gem in the holograms. That was it. Yeah, gem in the holograms. That's where I start and finish with. That was such a trash try. It was tell me how you really feel. Yeah. Okay. No. (laughs) So this episode's gonna be on Blockbuster Video. And for everyone that doesn't know what that is, I'm sorry. Y'all are babies. Uh, I had I had to explain to a client once that I had to go rent movies and she was like, what do you mean you rented them? I was like, I had to leave my house and like physically pick a VHS tape. And she's like, what about Netflix? And I was like, the internet didn't fucking exist. Mind blown. Mind blown. Yep. Hey, it's fine. We all got to accept it. Some people are young and dumb. I had some great <laughs> memories. Like on a Friday night and your friend would come like after school for a sleepover and one of your parents or somebody would take you to the movie rental store and you'd get to be like, do we want three old movies for like X amount or should we get like a new release? But then we have to watch it within two days. So we're going to get like a ticket. Oh yeah. I had to, I forgot. I had to look that up. Um, we should introduce ourselves. Oh shit. Uh, Hey there. I'm Jill. The one that swears and says, um, yeah, and I'm Kelsey, and you know what? I there's a lot of weird speech things I do, and I'm working <laughs> on it. So I was gonna say, where Bless did we up. start that list? <laughs> it it's a it's a confidence thing, and it's happening day at a time. Whatever. Postmasters. Yeah, this is it. No, I don't want to do that. People, I'm a COVID lifestyle. I'm a house cat. This is. I'm not going outside anymore. I'm not interacting. I'm going to add Jill and I do this all on Skype. That's because talking it's, to a black screen is uh, hard. Yeah. Well, originally we started off with a black screen and I turned the camera on and we can't not because it's unhealthy to stare at a black screen. So I just get too distracted. As many of our listeners will know, I'm usually a little out of it when we film these. Record them? No, we're filming it. And then, you know, there's things in my house and all of a sudden I'm looking at my Beanie Babies instead of listening. Yeah, well, one time I was worried about you because you were looking all over the screen and you were just checking on your plants. Yeah, just looking at them. Yeah, they're there. They don't move, but check in. They they do too move, just too slowly for me to notice. (laughs) Say sorry to them. Plants don't need parents, man. Jill's soul. <laughs> I've expired. Okay. Much, much, I've expired much like the lifestyle of renting movies from the store. Ooh. I was I was on that segue. That was good. Um, so actually your memory segue slash topic, whatever, there was completely where I was going to go. So please go on. Uh, please tell me your other memories and I will tell I will talk at you mine (laughs) just like fuck I do you know the movie party monster Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so I really wanted to watch this movie. Yeah, all about Michael Alec and the club kids. Like he's on uh, Facebook. You can mess. You can message him. Write that down. Remind me to do that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I remember I really wanted this movie, and my mom was like, "If you want it, like I'm not driving you over." or find it and I had to call like every blockbuster or like Rogers or video update like I had to call all of them to try and find this movie and then like get them to put it on hold but I had to bring my mom because I was like under I think it was like maybe rated NC-17 or R or something and I couldn't rent it on my own and I had to get my mom to come it was Mm. such a fucking ordeal now you can just click a button Type it into the Google. True. Lie and put your parents' credit card number in. Give her. Yeah. Or just get it off Netflix or wherever it's on. I would get into so much trouble if my birth date was like 2010. <laughs> uh, so I remember. Okay. So let me set. We're going to set the scene as, as you've done, but I'm going to add to it. So. What the fuck is a blockbuster video? Well, let me tell you. It was the shining beacon of a Friday night. So you get home from school, right? You're like, your best friend gets the go-ahead to stay over. Your mom finally gets home from work at whatever time. If your mom got home from work, whomever, you have a parental figure that's like, we're going to go to blockbusters and you and your girlfriend, like you already know this is happening. So you're like, Oh my God, what are we going to watch? What are we going to get? What are we going to like, you, you're not like you're at school all day. And then when you come home, you're watching Nickelodeon. So you're not like watching cartoons to get the newest preview of, of like said movie. Um, also, I'm going to quickly segue add in here. Do you remember <laughs> when you'd be watching cartoons, and there'd be like a movie uh, commercial and it was like, coming to a theater near you. I remember like running into my parents' room and be like, mom, the Lion King coming to a theater near you. <laughs> I remember when Harry Potter came out, we straight up, there was like six kids and an adult. And we went and like waited in that fucking theater line to make sure we got tickets because you couldn't reserve them. Like you yeah. went, you found out what day it was. You looked in your newspaper to find out when it was it's playing at what thing. theater. And then you'd buy your ticket early because you had to physically be there. Same with like Ticketmaster. If you wanted to get concert tickets, you had to go sit outside and then buy them there. You could just click online. Shit didn't wait for no one. Mm -hmm. So, so okay. So your mom, your dad, your parental guardian, whatever, you get taken to this glorious building that has a stunning yellow and blue sign that just has giant screaming letter, all caps lock letters, blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was so beautiful. So you go in there and you'd like walk around for like ever. There were shelves stacked with videos. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you had your new release section. You had like everything. Actually, this is how Gosh. I know. This is how I know what Gem and the Holograms was because I never saw it on TV because I wasn't uh, old enough. But I was walking around blockbuster video as like a young child and I saw it and I was like that and that's how I saw Jam and the Holograms that's how I saw Rainbow Bright that's how I saw everything because I was like ooh pretty I want it my mom was like this is fine I 
oh my god and you'd run in and if you wanted a new release like you literally ran oh, in and then you, you had to fighting. go to the new release ball and you had to because they put all the dvd boxes like up and then VHS, you'd have to VHS or the vhs yeah and then you yeah. have to grab one and hope to god the video in the like rental package was behind it and then if it wasn't there you had to go ask if somebody returned it and then you had to go on a wait list yep uh and then they changed the system because people were stealing them so then it was just like the empty case and you had to bring it up to the front and say, I want this. And I'd check if they had it in stock. Mm-hmm. So and if you fun- them, you got in shit. Yes. For VHS specifically. Uh, fun fact on that shit was, so one time my friend Emily and I were in Blockbuster and with my mom, I think we were just like fucking around and I put a DV because okay, so you remember when you walk into Blockbuster and walk out of you? It was basically COVID. You'd walk in one way and you'd walk out the other way, and yeah. they had like those big uh, ma- magnetic things that would Turn make it all. Yeah, they'd make an alarm if you stole something, right? Mm-hmm. As they do today in in our world, so not special. But so I remember I put as a joke. I grabbed a random DVD. I didn't even know what it was. I just grabbed a random DVD as a joke and put it in my girlfriend's hoodie. Oh my God. I I didn't even, I just, yeah. Anyways, so then my mom, we rented the movies and we walked out and that was that. And then we got home and Emily was like, what the fuck? And she pulled this DVD out of her hoodie and I was like, are you serious? And she was like, wait, why is this in here? And I was like, I put it in as a joke. I can't believe you. How did you walk out? How did you not? Anyways. The DVD was this like horrible comedy called Out Cold, and I still have it to this day. <laughs> oh my god! An original blockbuster packaging. You're about to get like slapped with the biggest fucking fine oh. for stealing a DVD. Your late fees are gonna be out of control. <laughs> you can't charge me late fees if I never rented it, and we're not popular, so I'm good. <laughs> Q 150 episodes from now when we're banging, and somebody goes back and finds this, and then. Like, subpoena, you're going to court, bitch. Uh, yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'll be there. I'll be a lawyer. Okay. That's fun. I wouldn't doubt it. You're like, I just went back to school and changed my mind. You can I do that. Bored. I was bored, so I just crammed however yeah. many, 150 episodes. Was that, like, three years? Law and order. Ugh. Three years. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> You can't go to Blockbuster and rent it. So on October 19th, 1985, the first Blockbuster video rental store opens in Dallas, Texas. So at this time, most video stores were small-scale operations featuring a limited selection of titles. Blockbuster opened with some 8,000 tapes displayed on shelves around the store and a computerized checkout process. The first store was a success and Blockbuster expanded rapidly eventually becoming one of the world's largest providers in in-home movies and game entertainment, and eventually filing for bankruptcy in 2010. Okay. Dang, so, they made it to 2010, though. That's pretty good. They actually they really tried. Uh, it's they, they were, like, I mean, in my non-business brain, but, like, having lived through that era and watched everything happening, they were just kind of in an unfortunate pocket where they boomed and then things were happening around them. And they're like, they're, you know what I mean? Like things were happening around and it's like, ah, it's never going to work. And then all of a sudden it worked and they're like, fuck, but like in their defense, 
how would they know that would have worked? You know, like it was just so new. Technology really shot off, you know, so. It exploded. I just have, I give a hard time finding them at fault for this because like, I remember, and like, I'll get, I'll get into this, but like, I remember when Netflix first started having commercials on TV and they're like, call this number and, and get this many DVDs in the mail. You know what I mean? And yeah, you one, mail, one, they mail them in. Yeah. They mail it to you and then you'd watch them and then mail them back. And I remember watching that commercial and being like, this is fucking stupid. Cause also <laughs> where I live, there was like a blockbuster five minutes from my house. So you're like, why would I mail stupid? It's easier for me just to drive to blockbuster. It's like, it's it's like when Facebook first came out and people were like, this is going to be the new thing. And I was like, screw you. I'm staying on MySpace and Nexopia. And then cue like four years later and those sites were gone and Facebook was like, I own everything. Um, I, I only made a full switch on a Facebook when my parents went away one time and I had a massive party and my friends wanted somewhere to put the pictures and I had like put the pictures on there and then my parents found it and then I figured out how to the view settings, block it, whatever. So I kind of felt betrayed by Facebook, but the same sense, I was like, that's my own fault and I'm stupid. Also, my parents were on Facebook. They were early adapters of Facebook, so good for them. Yep. Good for them. Okay. Blockbuster. Blockbuster was founded by David Cook, who had previously owned a business that provided computer software services to the oil and gas industry in Texas. Cook saw the potential in the video rental business, and after opening the first Blockbuster in 1985, he added three more stores the following year. 1987, the year I was born, he sold part of, I don't know, I one year, it'll just be sad that I say that because I'll be like 90. Or that's a good thing. I'll be celebrating. Good for me. Anyways, not about me. <laughs> he sold part of his business to a group of investors that included Wayne Huizenga. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I love it. Huizenga. I founder, like it. Founder of Waste Management Inc., which oh. we're all familiar with, so... We all wish that we were his kid. The world's biggest garbage. Yeah, exactly. Kelsey Hazinga. Who's your dad? Wayne. Hazinga. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So the waste management, the world's biggest garbage disposal company. Uh, Later that year, Cook left Blockbuster and Hazinga assumed control of the company and moved its headquarters to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which for some reason, when I read that, I was like, that makes sense that their headquarters were in Florida because it just seems like the place, you know? Florida is the place. Yeah. After Hazinga's leadership, Blockbuster embarked on an aggressive expansion plan, snapping up existing video chains and opening stores of new, and sorry, and opening scores of new stores. Scores of stores. Scores of stores. Scores of stores. By 1988, Blockbuster was America's leading video chain with 400 stores. By the early 1990s, Blockbuster had launched its 1,000th store and expanded into the overseas market. In 1994, so this is Kelsey walking into Blockbuster trying to rent Beethoven's Nintendo game. Oh my god, Beethoven. (laughs) I gotta save Tchaikovsky, he's on the roof. Seriously, though, that game was crazy. 
All right. In 1994, Blockbuster was acquired by the media giant Viacom Inc., whose brands included MTV and Nickelodeon. In the mid-1900s, the digital video disc DVD made its debut thanks to porn. The mid-1900s. Wow, I feel a bazillion years old now. Did I say 1900s? The (laughs) mid-1900s. My goodness. I was like, shit, is that what we call that? Like, point out the the mid-1900s? It's like, fuck. No, that's just my really good, um, like, prompt reading skills. I'm kind of like Ron Burgundy. Or Ron Stampler, if you'd listen to the (laughs) Dungeons and Daddies podcast I keep telling you to listen to. So, in 1990, the mid-1990s, the digital video disc DVD, thanks to pornography, made its debut. Porn leading the way again. Five stars, five stars. Five stars, five stars. Uh, And in 1997, Netflix, an online DVD rental service, was founded. As we vaguely remember those weird TV commercials. At the same time, the e-commerce giant Amazon.com launched a video and DVD store, which I actually didn't know about that. So that was interesting to me. Blockbuster faced additional competition from the rise of pay-per-view and on-demand movie services through which viewers could pay and watch movies instantly in their own homes. So quick comment on pay-per-view. I forgot about pay-per-view. I just think about it in terms of like UFC now, but I remember we'd have to like call. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's funny. It's not funny. It's interesting reading that or like learning about that because in my household, that's exactly what that was for. It was like hockey games or fights or mm-hmm. whatever. And if there was a movie on pay-per-view, it was always too expensive. My parents were like, no, we'll go to Blockbuster. Yeah, that's what my mom said too. She'd be like, we're not paying this money for you to have it. Yeah. For like this amount of time, we'll just go to the movie store. Like it was so inconvenient to have it yeah. to call. Like they'd yeah. rather take us somewhere, which is weird to think about now because now I'd rather stream something than physically go get it. Well, yeah, and, and that's funny because like these days, what was it? Um, I talked to somebody and they're like, I'm like, oh, 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 it was my father-in-law. I'm like, oh, did you watch Barb and Star? And he's like, yeah, we paid like $25 to stream it. And I was like, holy shit, that's so much money. Because I, I pay a subscription for Crave and I just watched it. Yeah, but... we paid a subscription. Well, I wouldn't say we. Tara pays it all and I mooch. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we all, we all do. We, it's, it's interchangeable even so. But yeah, so it was just, uh, and that, but like, anyways, that's exactly what it was, right? It's like, if you wanted it, you got it. But back then it was... Like this shit's too expensive. I don't want it. So that I found that interesting, but I'm I only have the, pers- like the perception of my own house. So, no, my like dad would maybe get like a WWFE wrestling or like a hockey game or something like on pay per view, but it was never like me renting a movie or something. I don't remember my parents pay per viewing anything they're like it's too much money like I think I'm like my uncle would come over and do it or like they would go to someone else's house but I don't remember like I think that was a huge no-no it's like a Super Bowl situation I feel yeah like if I rented a movie and it was like $5.99 my parents was like you owe me seven dollars oh yeah you're getting a beat down later (laughs) getting spanked yeah Yeah. which I mean 
uh, whatever, but yeah. Okay. Where was I? Amazon. Pay-per-view video on demand. Got it. Okay. In 2004, Blockbuster split off from Viacom. That same year, Blockbuster launched an online DVD service to compete with Netflix. The venture was not successful. I don't even know about that. Uh, on September 23, 23rd, 2010, the company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. By 2014, the last company-owned stores had closed. Netflix sailed. So, where did Blockbuster go? By the mid two thousand or the mid thousands. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> People's mo- movie viewing habits had changed drastically. Thanks to the internet, there was no longer a necessity to get in your car and go across town to rent a movie at a blockbuster store anymore. Why go to that trouble when you can just sit at home? But like I said, for me, it was like around the corner, so wasn't wasn't that's it. Yeah, that mine difficult. was like a ten minute walk, so I was allowed to do it by myself or like if I had a friend I was we were allowed to walk together there yeah but I do I do remember like like I'm about to talk to like streaming and stuff like remember you could torrent or whatever tv shows so there was that option as well like you no longer had it wasn't necessarily the the conversation of getting your car and going somewhere it was like you could download shit off your parents internet Mm mm-hmm for free <laughs> pirating <laughs> yeah pirating that's the word up until that green day song i fought the law and the law won and pepsi actually sued or someone sued all those nope someone sued those kids and pepsi helped fight the lawsuit that's what it was good deal i'm paraphrasing stuff from the back of my brain don't quote me quote it use yeah. this in your thesis yeah okay <clears throat> So, not wanting to go to blockbusters. So, consumers uh, who still preferred to actually rent discs found a cheaper alternative blockbuster. uh, For example, Redbox kiosks. Do you remember Redbox kiosks? Oh, Redbox. Wow, yeah. So, those were popping up. Um like around they're in like superstore and shoppers drug mark and whatever so blockbuster kind of started to lose their stronghold which for me i don't i don't remember the last time i went into a blockbuster but now i'm really sad about it but i remember seeing a red box and being like y'all suspicious mm-hmm. <laughs> which I maybe just huh i was gonna oh sorry i was saying like it maybe just shows like I don't like change or something because Redbox is also like to me that sounds like a porn website. Truly, like, where do you go? Is. Oh, I go to Pornhub, OnlyFans, and Redbox. What's up, Redbox? <laughs> Sponsor us. Not mad. I'm writing Pornhub down as a Pornhub crime as a topic. You bet your ass I'll cover Pornhub <laughs> crime. We're gonna do. It's gonna be a World of Warcraft. Porn cosplay, and from there, who knows? Okay. I've literally added this many things to the list since we've been here. (laughs) So, okay. So, Blockbuster actually had a chance to purchase Netflix in 2000. 
They goofed. Well, see, this is the thing. I, okay, I'll read this memoir. I'll go into it. So in 2000, but it was really, a, it was a small web-based service that sent DVDs to the mail, which we talked about. Um, and Netflix, I think the price was about 50 million. Netflix, or sorry, Blockbuster was like, I don't want to pay that much. Fair. I don't know how much they had to spend. I mean, obviously it was their livelihood. So there wouldn't have been any amount of money. It should have been all the money, but they didn't know that. Um, also, if they had, we wouldn't have Netflix. It would be Blockbuster streaming service today, which would be fucking crazy. So it's oh my wild. It's yeah. Like blue and yellow. Yeah. Not red and black, which is crazy to me. It's like it was one small chance and this is the what we got. So, uh, yeah. So anyways, they, they decided against it. They, I have a quote here. What is this internet mailing stuff? It'll never take off. <laughs> oh my god what is this but i get i, I mean i get it because it, it came it was remember it was weird it was so weird but i didn't think i was allowed to do it and i, I thought remember, it was cool when my friends did it i was like whoa your family's so crazy you order dvds i never even talked about it because i literally lived five minutes away from blockbuster but I remember when Netflix first became a streaming service and I purchased it for my parents for Christmas or something. And then I had the login, so I logged in on mine. And they had, like, old John Wayne movies and Barbarella, and that was it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they had nothing when they first came. Yeah, I was like, so I'm watching Barbarella, which was good because I hadn't seen that and I really liked it, so that was fun. Rock, paper, scissors. There you go. Okay, so Blockbuster, like I mentioned, they did get into online DVD rentals, uh, and apparently in Brazil in 2006, they did really well, and they're actually still online, which is really cool. That's cool. Yeah, but we'll get back into that. So Blockbuster filed for bankruptcy in 2006, like I mentioned. Uh, It had nearly 3,000 locations. The train was eventually sold to auction. Uh, Sorry, the the chain was eventually sold at auction to the satellite TV provider Dish Network. They seemed more interested in using the brand name for promotional purposes than keeping it, like, than keeping the stores afloat. So nostalgia, which I think is fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. A Dish Network on-demand movie channel is renamed as the Blockbuster Movie Pass. That's why we still see that name online. It's because it's owned by Dish. With more than 1,000 Blockbuster stores, they closed their doors between 2011 and 2012. Many of them were replaced by Redbox-style Blockbuster DVD rental kiosk, which is a fucking stab. And Dish announced in November 2013 that the remaining 300 blockbuster stores would close. Fun times. If, so many. Yeah, if we're talking about massive depression, fun times. Just imagine the DVD clearance sale that'd be happening. I I went to a Rogers DVD clearance sale. That was a really fun time for me. Remember when Rogers was a video rental store and not a cell phone company? Yeah, well, I think it was both the whole time, but. But it was like Rogers video, and then it was like Rogers internet, whatever. Yeah, everything. We're a conglomerate. Okay, so, Dish. What's Dish? 
It's the tea. Basically. So it's called Dish Blockbuster. And it's still oh, it's a like stre- poof slinky. Exactly. And it's still it's still a streaming service. So like I mentioned, they started back earlier on, like 2006 area, and then they went forward. Um, apparently they had some, it was working for them at one point. And now we are looking at the website for dish.com slash programming slash packages. And you can get 190 channels for Dish Blockbuster for $64.99 a month American. You can get 190 channels plus America's top 120 plus for an additional $15 more. Oh my God. You can get 240 plus channels of America's top 200 for $25 more. That's apparently the best value. Whatever. Uh, 290 plus channels. America's top 250 additionally for $35 more on top. Oh, is that more a month? Can I have to cut this out? I don't know how this pricing stuff works. This is weird. Anyways. I was like, I'll be quiet in case you do. Yeah. I'm like, when? Because, okay, so why would this? hasn't paid for cable in, like, years. Watch Millennials Do Math. (laughs) Our next podcast. Oh, my God. You know what? My (laughs) math teacher told me I had to learn math because I was never going to have a calculator in my pocket. Well, listen, bitch. I have a cell phone now, and I don't need to think. Anyways, the dollar value here isn't, I mean, it's, it's not great. So, but in relation to that, my mom called me the day and she was like, did you know that your friend doesn't know their times tables? And I was like, I don't. Me? Oh, uh, no, I do my nine times on my hands, my dude. I mean, I can do, okay, let me. Be, I'm pretty this, quick at math at work, but that's because yes, yes, exactly. like, I have to be because I'm dealing with chemicals. But when I'm at home, I'm like, uh, no, 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 20 that's, plus one. That's exactly, that's exactly it. She was like, what's this time's this? And I was like, I don't have a clue, but I can do the entire math of the arena divided into sections and figure out exactly where all the graphics need to line up on the LEDs. So I can do, I can do it. I just. Kelsey does big math. No small <laughs> math for Kelsey. No. Kelsey, no, no, no small math. No. And I have a calculator in my pocket. Boy. And I followed that conversation with mom, you know, for a fact that if you took that girlfriend and you said, there is eight people at the party and each, each person likes to drink four drinks. How much drinks do you have to buy? She could do it. You see, 32 drinks. See? No. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm just saying. But you, you weren't the friend. You weren't the friend. I'm just saying that friend, when it comes to money and alcohol, she's got it. So got it. The, the fact that someone suggested she can't do her times tables is garbage. Uh, to quote, to paraphrase a quote by Ronald Weasley, uh, she's got her priorities sorted. Truly. You gorgeous little British wizard. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> today there is one single last blockbuster in Ugh, bless blend blend bend Oregon. Uh, apparently, it's withering by the pandemic. 
but it is tapping into this nostalgia and the iconic video store chain by offering sleepovers through Airbnb and selling merchandise through local vendors. Holy shit. When I go when when I'm be- when I can go to America, like I know what I'm doing. We're going to Forks and we're going to the last blockbuster. And we're buying shit. Oh my god. Me and my Twilight merch, just having a sleepover in my Twilight sleeping bag <laughs> inside Blockbusters. Bag. Oh my god, don't. I'll no. I can't. I can't think that far ahead into the future. It's too glorious. So I have two more things, or kind of three more things. One thing I have to quickly Google because I forgot. But do you remember the Carl and Ray commercial? The I might have a Carl and Ray with me today. Okay, well, insert Carl and Ray commercial here. Hey there, just me, briefly interrupting you, as I do. So, to quickly enlighten anyone that isn't familiar with these Carl and Ray commercials, as obviously we're not going to have the budget to play a Carl and Ray commercial, because no one knows who we are, and that's probably for the best. All right. Carl and Ray commercials were an early 2000s blockbuster video commercial. They featured a 3D rabbit named Carl, voiced by James Wood, and a 3D, probably guinea pig, named Ray, voiced by Jim Belushi. Pretty good dynamic duo. Anyways, these two would sit in their pet store window parallel from the blockbuster video and watch as essentially voyeurism. (laughs) They would watch as scores of folks would enter the blockbuster video and purchase massive amounts of escapism and essentially that's what they celebrated. They're like, y'all could come here and buy your Friday night entertainment. Stick it at home in your house and let's go. So they they were selling the dream. It was a pretty cute commercial. Parents liked it. Kids liked it. Frankly, Jill loved it. She still has her Carl and Ray teddy bears. And you know what? Who can blame her? I'm just jealous. It's true. All right. So that is the that is the lore of the Carl and Ray. Hope you enjoyed that. Thank you. I like how far is my beanie babies? I think I have them here. You know what they are though, right? Like the cute little. It's like a uh, hamster and a bunny, or yeah. guinea pig and a bunny. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to get my cat to get it, but she's obviously not. No, she's not. Cats don't always, sometimes they do, but usually they don't. Oh, you mean your cat is Carl and Ray? No, like I was trying to get my cat to get the Beanie Babies as a joke, but she was just <laughs> staring at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, Ugh. She's like, mom, where's my beautifulpaw.com waterproof throw blanket that looks gorgeous that we're not sponsored by but we want to be she's like she's like ma'am I already had one dinner where's second dinner that's what she's doing black cat is Cartman (laughs) um okay I said um for like the thousandth time fuck me all right so I also wanted to bring up my our our because we live near each other our local video store so where we live we have a local video store called black dog video which i'm doing a huge shout out right now because they are amazing and honestly 
for date nights, it's irreplaceable. You go even like even if you've been in a long term long term relationship, it's so fun. You go there, like, they have a good deal. You get like three videos for like this much money or whatever, and like what you have to get if you rent them on like a Friday, they have to be back by like Tuesday or some shit. Like, yeah, they give you like pretty good deals. Yeah. I've gone there to find those weird movies that I can't find online and they have like I'd say 85% of the time they have exactly what I'm looking for they have a dope selection and on like nothing beats that feeling like no the the feeling of going I don't know I don't know why maybe truly maybe this is just like us maybe this is our generation that died with us and no one will understand but like okay if that's the case if you've ever gone to a video store please source out your local video store and go there because that feeling is so real and it's there it's there and it wants to it wants to like reverberate back through you (laughs) there's something nice like I just kind of put on my headphones or I just like quietly walk and just read all the like titles of all the movies I'll find a genre and just go look at them it's like when you go to a library and you don't know what book you want to read so you just kind of peruse yeah and, and they have, like, the cult classic section and indie section and the, like, 80s section. And I'm like, yes. Yes. And, like, we still have – we have libraries and we have the, like, library app where you can download audiobooks and actual mm-hmm. books and, like, whatever. So why can't we do our part to keep our local video store alive? Because that uh, is important. <laughs> Black Dog Video is the shit. Black Dog Video. All right. So my ex used to work at Blockbuster. So I got like a thousand years ago, obviously, because math, math is my forte. <laughs> your will, your will forte, if you will. <laughs> my, he, truly, right? The time traveler, bless him. Okay. So he worked at Blockbuster and we used to get like all the fun, cool videos early or whatever. And that was truly a blast, but we're not talking about him or me. We're talking about how much money Blockbuster incurred in late fees. <laughs> Blockbuster collected over $8 million in late fees. $8 million? I think only by about 2005. But so that's not even the entire total. And like we say in our opening, we're fact-checked-ish. So give us a break. But shit, late fees. I tried to Google the biggest late fee ever, but I... I'm sure there was, I'm sure there were some bossy ones. I know oh, some I'm of my, sh- yeah. I know some I of my just, friends had like $200. <laughs> yeah, like it would, you basically could have bought the DVD like four times. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mom, even if I had like a little bit of a late fee, the disappointment in my parents when they had to like pay for the rental and then also pay like $2.56 in my overdue because I, like, misplaced something. Or, like, with VHS, when you got charged, if you didn't rewind them. That was, that was like, early responsibility, where it was, like, we want a Tamagotchi, or we want a puppy. They're, like, can you return this movie on time? And you're, like, absolutely not. Apparently I'm also not, not. going to rewind it, because that's a lot of work. I, so when I, I'm a, I'm a Virgo. I, I, don't, I don't know if, like, star signs are real or not, but I'm, like, reasonably organized so rewinding was never a problem for me because I like I like rules I like order I like consistency no 
<laughs> What's the nope. opposite of a Virgo sign? I'm that. The water sign? Oh, I'm a Leo. Is that a fire? <gasps> no, my husband's a Leo. I knew this. No, yeah, you're just like, you're doing your own thing. You're like throwing, throwing your, sh- you're throwing your dick around. Yo, I'm fucking helicoptering this dick so hard. <laughs> like, get out of my way. I'm taking off. Yeah, Crotch yeah, first. Yeah, I'm into yeah. the sky. You're like, you want me to rewind this? This is my problem. Not that's, that's, not a, that's a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> So when I first moved to Calgary, uh, the TV I took with me was one of those like small little like 12 by 12 inch TVs that had a built in VHS. Yeah. And I used to, because I didn't want to buy VHS and I only brought probably like, you know, 10 with me, yeah. but I worked at a gym and in our daycare, we had a children's daycare and they had VHS tapes. So, like every night I worked, I was like, mm-hmm. excellent. And then I'd take a VHS and watch it like every night when I fell asleep for like two weeks. Which VHSs did you watch? uh, I watched a lot of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone on VHS. Yeah, buddy. And I watched Land Before Time. Because, like, for me, that was even DVD. Nope. I had had it on VHS. And we watched, I like, any Disney movie. I watched a lot of, like, I watched Harry Potter a lot just because it was so long. And I'd set, like, the sleep timer on my TV so it would just shut off after, like, half an hour so I could watch that movie, like, a bazillion times. Ugh, times are so much simpler when Netflix just didn't stop and go, are you still watching? And I'm like, yep, I'm still here. Uh, Two things. I had Lamb Before Time on paperback VHS. Yep, me too. Cool. That's cool. And Paperback VHS. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Paperback you know. VHS. You know what That's I meant. That's the hardcover VHS. Thing. Um, and <laughs> I, I hate Netflix's new... Are you still watching is fine. So it's like, yes, please let me be a little healthy. But second of all, uh, they're stupid where you're like trying to find something to watch. It starts autoplaying. Oh, it doesn't do that on my TV, but it does it on, on Tara's. And I'll just be sitting there, and all of a sudden it just starts playing the movie or playing the trailer, and it, like, screams at you. And it's very reminiscent of when you'd fall asleep to a DVD, and it would finish the credits. Start and then all over. of a sudden it would go to that, like, title <laughs> screen where it would just <laughs> scream at you. And, like, whatever the stupid song, like, if Josie and the Pussycats were playing, it would just be... So you look at me with those innocent and just be like fucking going and you'd be like woken from the state of sleep Which that is a was good like thing. Yeah. I fell asleep to 13 a lot. <laughs> and it would just be like them waking up being like, oh, we're on drugs. We're 13 years old. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a movie. Shit. Yeah, starring um Rosalie from Twilight. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. You're welcome. Uh, we just got a new TV. So our old TV was like your TV and it wouldn't play it and I loved it. And then in, in our, in Kelowna, we have a new TV and it would do that. And I was like, this is awful. And then when we came home, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy this TV doesn't do it. But that TV was, it was like a very old 2015 Panasonic and it would only, only allow you to use the Netflix app only. Ooh. Yeah. So I was like, fuck me, I'm paying for all these subscriptions and I can only watch them on my computer when I'm in my living room, which is right here, versus my big TV. So we finally caved and got a new TV. And it's amazing because now I have all this 
all these options, but it drives me bonkers that I'm trying to find something to watch. And Netflix calls me on my ADHD and is like, want to watch this, want to watch this, want to watch this. It's like playing. And I'm like, I sound, can't. sound, sound, oh, sound. I mean, sure. Click. I don't care. Get out of here. Or, you know, just like mm-hmm. cave and shut it all off and be sad. Yeah, I have a Gen 1 Apple TV, so I don't get those fancy things. That's how I like to roll. As long as you can get your other apps on there, you're good. I have a Chromecast. I have a 2015 Panasonic TV that likes Netflix and the fireplace screensaver for Christmas, if anyone wants it. Uh, I own that on DVD. That's also cool. See, I... I actually, I have a buttload of DVDs down here and records. I have a lot of DVDs still. But yeah, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen, and neither, neither, or they. Neither, neither, or both. Or both. Or none. Blockbusters. Fucking yes. I have to check. I have to check the box. I'm going to think about this the whole time. Holy shit. So, like, due to that flawless editing, people will not know the mess and loudness I made. (laughs) But here's Ray with the Blockbuster tag still attached. What the fuck? 37 Simcoe Street. And then we also have Carl with the tag attached. I have Ray and Carl in mint condition. Yo, right? Like, people can't hear your face, but it is exactly <laughs> the face of anybody who would understand that, like, why do I have these? I don't know, but I'm really, really jealous. I remember I... seeing them at Blockbuster. My mom was like, you can't have those, which is fair because she worked really hard. I would but... assume my dad or my or his, like, mom, like, my grandma maybe got these for me. These seem like something... I would get from them. I'm not 100% sure that's what the feeling I'm getting. I also remember seeing them when I was looking through my Beanie Babies and I literally grabbed them and I was like, no tags and threw them because I was looking for the T-Y They're perfect. Like, yeah. If you ever see those at Value Village or whatever, grab them for me and I will pay you. Oh, obviously. Oh. I'm so pleased with myself for being such a hoarder. I asked the right person to do a podcast with me. <laughs> I'm not a minimalist. I'm a maximalist. That's a good term. I like it. Yeah, I don't remember where I heard it, but I was like, like probably TikTok. And I was like, that's genius because I can't do minimalism. Like, I need shit everywhere. We, I used to, so this part I suppose I'll edit out, but like in my house, I used to have a lot more things. But because we were like, oh, we're going to move. We packed it all up. And so it's like really, you can't see, obviously, because you're looking this way. But the way I'm looking. But our shelves used to be full of, like, everything. Like, do you remember the Thunderbirds? Yep. We we have the Thunderbirds. We have the toys. We have old vintage photographs of the Thunderbirds. Like, it's like I'm looking at, like, I have Thunderbird 4 photograph submarine puppet on my shelf. Wild. <laughs> it's yeah. Anyways. I just have like Disney erotica and then like plates and toys and a lot of wigs. Wigs are cool. I have a fuckload of DVDs in this drawer too. It's like 
ridiculous. I have so many DVDs at my mom's. So many. And I have a lot in my living room. So Damn fun DVDs. Oh, that's good. Fun story. Mm. Last In the pandemic last summer, you know, time is no meaning. No. But my roommate at the time had had some friends over, like, when we were still allowed to have pals. And they had a barbecue and it started raining. And I had, like excused myself to hang out in my room because I was not in the mood to hang out with like two people I didn't really know fair so I went to my room but I was chilling with the door open and I heard them coming because it was raining and one of them was like oh my god do you have a dvd player I was just in my bed like like are you kidding me this is like the shining moment you walk into my glorious house and you zone in on my dvd player and my roommate was like, yeah, like, we actually own a lot of DVDs. It's like, we watch a lot of DVDs. And she's like, you watch DVDs? Oh, my God, that's so vintage. And then I was like, you know what? Throw me in the ocean. Uh, apparently, I'm a corpse. Yo. <laughs> and okay. I was, like, frantically texting my friends, being like, this girl basically called me old. <laughs> I think that, Okay. okay. All right. Mildly offended because I was well, like, yeah, they don't have some of the things I want online. and Or if they do, they don't have all of them. Yeah. So, okay, here's the thing. That person is just, like, not cultured, I would say. Because A. Yeah, exactly. Because A, like, when you, when you and I were 16 and we saw a record player, we were like, that's dope. It's older and it's cool. Mm-hmm. We didn't know why, but we knew why. And moving forward, we know why. So there's that. And like, here we are today. If you walk in someone's house and they have a DVD player and or VHS player, no matter what age range they are, that's sick. I think that's so cool. Yeah. I'd like to I... let you know that it is a DVD combo Blu-ray player that I played extra for because somebody once told me that like Blu-rays were the up and coming new DVD. So I was like, I'll invest. Because porn. Yeah. Apparently I <laughs> thought I was going to have a lot of porn DVDs and then, you know, Netflix showed up and I was like, I'm glad I played the extra $20 to get Amen. the Blu-ray. Blu-ray Blu was cool. Netflix just was ready before any, they were ready too fast. <laughs> everything came too quickly yeah well that wait, was... wait, wait one more thing do yeah. you remember the co the combo like cd burner vhs burner remember you get like the combo oh, one yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. then it would take you like 45 <laughs> minutes to burn anything but you were like, like i did that i'd be like oh i'm burning a 10 song cd that's gonna take 26 hours i'm so excited to listen to this tomorrow did you ever burn a cd for a girlfriend or a boyfriend Fuck no. Neither did I. Fuck that shit. I, no, I made them for myself. Nice. I'd make some with, like, songs I thought they would like, but I was never like, this is for you. Nah. No. No. Remember, remember MSN? People were like, I love so-and-so. X hearts, whatever weird MSN emoji. And I was like, fuck that shit. That's stupid. <laughs> no, I downloaded a bot for my MSN. So negative. So you, like, changed your... If you changed your status to this thing, it would like log on and off and change the words. And I did that during the OC. And here's a spoiler. Marissa dies. And so I found that out because we had Eastern TV. And so I could watch TV on Eastern Canada before everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I made that my MSN status and fucking logged on and off. And I ruined the OC for a bunch of people. 
and it is like one of like good job me what a bitch but also you were like an og marvel troll where everyone's like don't post anything about and yeah end game whatever I did the same to Grey's anatomy i was like yo what up george dies <laughs> ruthless I know it's because I didn't like these things and I was mad all my friends like them because I didn't want to talk about them all the time so I was like I'll just wreck them also I just got to the end of the first season of Dexter and that dude was his brother yo it's just gonna get worse and weirder it got like when I when that hit I'm like interesting right I was like that's a weird plot twist you just wait but the writing is still misogynistic and gross. Oh, 100%. And Deb is like the most stressful person in the world because she looks un- and she's just unhealthy. She's the most unhealthy, overstressed person I've ever seen on TV. And it's unfair because her character is so dope. It's like you have the opportunity to make this such a badass like female detective and they're like she's stressed out and panicking and like her love life's all over the place. She's, and it's like she's wavy. Like, that, that is not, why? Like, I, I have a friend, I had a friend like that at this old advertisement company I used to work with, and she's not a detective for a reason. <laughs> is that sexist? You can be wafy and be a detective, it's fine. I just, I just mean when you're on a public platform influencing women. It was one of, no, it's one of those, like, weird standards we where want like, more. Oh, she has to be, like, they frizzled nosed her. They were like, we need her to be... Yeah. Perfect. They, they frizzled nose. They gave her the frizz nose. Fucking frizz nose. Frizz nose. Well, I'm going to bring it down a notch, as I always do at the uh, second half of our podcast every time. I like oh, to yeah. just take all the fun facts we learned and go, but also, I'm going to match these facts with a crime so they're forever tainted in your brain. Yep. So let's just fuck blockbusters in my face. Okay. Uh, also, as you know, I really like to like have I I I like naming things like the something da 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 whatever. Yeah, so no, I've I'm titled this it. I've titled this crime the blockbuster bastard. Ooh, maybe we can call the episode this the blockbuster. No, we're gonna call it late fees. Oh, I like that too, actually. <laughs> Fucking okay. late fees. Fucking Tragic. late fees. So we're gonna kick it back to April fourth. 1994 so little jill was like five years old probably not being taken to a movie rental store because my parents were like nope you own 10 vhs watch those yeah so my parents were like we rented you beethoven last week you're fine yeah you're fine we got the extended rental because no one else wants it yeah so we're gonna throw it on back to the birthplace in texas we're going to dallas texas and at this blockbuster, there were two employees working, James Armstrong, who was 26. He'd worked for Blockbuster for two years, and he was the store's assistant manager. And in his spare time, he really liked to do acapella music. Ooh. Working with him was our pal Brad Lindsay, who's 20 years old. Brad was working full-time at Blockbuster to help support his mother, and he was trying to also get his high school equivalency test. And Which on is this, great. On this day, Brad was actually not scheduled to work. He was covering a shift for a coworker. So around midnight, an armed man entered the store and forced the employees to empty the cash register. 
And then he took them to the office, to the back room, where he tried to get James to open up the safe. And the safe got stuck because James was panicked. Terrified. The, terrified, right? So the intruder shot him in the side. Brad saw this as his opportunity to try and run. And as he tried to leave the office, he was unfortunately shot in the back. And then the assailant turned around and shot James a second time, which unfortunately did kill him. And the missing amount of money from the store was $392, which in today's money is about $502 American. Totally worth it. Right? (laughs) Like, piece of shit. So all of this was caught on camera, and they did have everything except the final shot on film. And so they were trying to use the tape with the assailant to try and identify him. So unfortunately, this case went unsolved for four years. Oh my god. What a narcissist. So we're going to say four years from now, the case is not solved but we are gonna jump five months after this crime so april may june july august we're looking at like september of this year so september of, of, year. Ni- oh, of the year that we're in 1994 we're in 1994 we right time i'm sorry Fuck. okay i forgive you so in september of 1994 a convenience store manager whose name was Hyun Sukchan, she's a 51 year old korean woman who managed this store she was shot during an armed robbery and this is where we enter one blockbuster bastard piece of shit leon david dorsey so leon david dorsey or leon as i will refer to him was born November 17th, 1975, and he didn't have, like, a great upbringing. When he was 10 years old, he was still uh, being educated at a kindergarten level. Hmm. So he did have a lot of trouble. He was sent to live with his grandma, and then at age 14, he took a gun to school and discharged it in the classroom. And at age 15, he did live on an Air Force base where his mother was, and he committed a bunch of crimes, robberies, auto theft, and he also would steal guns and shoot the bullets, like, into the walls of his house. Yeah. Then at 16, he took a gun and shot at a couple who was driving in a car and threatened to kill them. At age 17, he was arrested for the unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. So he... He clearly had some stuff going on, which does not excuse him from his behavior, but I feel I feel like it's nature versus nurture, and and clearly there was not enough nurture happening. Yeah, and like I I was going to say, like I'm not advocating for him at all, but it's really sad that when he was 10 years old and he was at it, what'd you say, a kindergarten level? Yeah. Like, like that's a that's a huge fucking flag that this individual just needs a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the mo- yeah, true. Yeah, you're right. But like in the most positive way, it's like, yo, this this little dude needs a bit of nurturing in the in the most way. It's not difficult. Hi, red flag. Help so me. many red flags. Help, help me, help me. So Leon was arrested for the murder of Hyun Suk Chan, and he received 60 years in prison. 
And how old was he at that time? You're, you just told me how bad we are at math. What's ni- What's 1994 and 1975? What's the difference? I'll cut that part out. <laughs> Nin- 19? 19? Too young. He's 19. Yeah. Cut the rest of that out. He was 19 years old. So in... Stay in school, kids. Do math. So he was serving his time in prison, and then in 1998, the blockbuster murder case was reopened, and they re-looked at a bunch of the footage and were like, holy shit, this might be Leon. So he was interviewed to be like, yo, this guy in the tape, is it you? And he's like, yep. (gasps) Like, pretty much was like, yeah, that's me. Like, I have no regrets. I did what I did. That was me. And so... They also went back and realized that right after the blockbuster crime had been committed, Leon had told his girlfriend, his current girlfriend at the time, that he had killed two people in a blockbuster and stole the money. And she went and told the cops and the cops were like, "Mm, judging by what you've told us, he doesn't seem tall enough to be the guy in the videotape. You're a woman and we don't trust you. Yeah, he's no good. So... He was arrested for this murder. He's already in prison. And so they went after him and charged him with capital murder. So I got a little confused because I was like, what's a capital murder? I don't fully understand. So We we are not lawyers. No. So to me, I'm like, there's murder and first degree murder. So it can be used as first degree murder, but it is, there's a lot of definitions for it, but it's when the victim is killed during the commission of another violent felony such as armed robbery kidnapping arson etc so because he was robbing them they went after him for capital murder because these two individuals got harmed during his robbery and like and sorry what country was that in this is america america and like that's different when you move over okay and that's different when you move over into canada too canadian law is different and i don't understand it either yeah you yeah Mm -hmm. okay not you uh yeah so fun fact, Dallas was where that first blockbuster was opened. Yeah, that's why I thought this was kind of like, whoa. So before he went to trial for these murders, he was interviewed. And these are quotes that he said. They're dead. That's over and done with. I could have come in here and been like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so bad. But I don't feel like that. That's not being honest to myself. And then he proceeded to also tell the victims' families that they shouldn't dwell on their losses and that they should treat it like a craps game and just count their losses and then move on. Okay. Wow. Probably diagnosed narcissist. You actual piece of shit. That's the one. That's the one. So in 2000, a jury found him guilty. And because we are in America, and especially in Texas, he was given the death sentence. So he's Leon sat on death row for eight years and didn't change like his sheets, his stripes, <gasps> his stripes. He didn't change okay. his stripes. Like he never. <laughs> I oh thought you God. meant he didn't clean his bedding. <laughs> nope. I wrote sheets on my paper. And then the minute I read it, I was like, nope, it's stripes. Like a tiger doesn't change his stripes. Like he never, right. he never felt bad for what he did. 
my basic girl Virgo instincts were like, oh my god, his sheets were dirty for days. I was so appalled. Oh my god, no. I changed my okay, sheets no, every wait. week. I'm not a monster. Yeah, no, sorry. That's horrible. That's just, it's, the sheets are horrible. The stripes are even worse. Yes. So during the eight years he sat on death row, he didn't, like, he didn't get any fucking better for himself. He didn't do anything better. So he had 95 disciplinary write-ups for things he'd done. Mm-hmm. And in 2004, he stabbed an officer 14 times with a shiv. Cool. And then they also found him, when they searched his room, they found an eight and a half inch shiv he had hidden in his room. Then I also learned, so this is a fun fact. A shiv is the item that you want to stab somebody with. And a shank is the action of stabbing somebody with the shiv. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I learned that yesterday. So it's like a knife and a stab. So it's like if I'm mad at my husband and I have a knife, but if I actually physically stab him. But a shiv has to be a homemade knife. So it'd be like you took your homemade shiv and you shanked him. You wouldn't stab somebody with a shiv. You shank him. Cool. Yeah. This is not an ad- and and this is not an admission on podcast of stabbing my husband. He's at work. He fine. He has been pretty quiet this episode, dude. So. He's been working nights. It's really <laughs> nice. I mean, it's 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 sad for him because he doesn't. He's working nights. It is what it is. I don't have to explain that, but it's good for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, as horrible as like the death sentence is on August twelfth, two thousand eight. Leon was executed by lethal injection in Huntsville, Texas. So during his final time, because I just want to, I'm just really focusing on how much of a piece of shit this guy is. His last words, he didn't acknowledge the victim's parents who were watching. He looked at his sister and he said, I love all y'all. I forgive all y'all. See y'all when you get there. And then he turned and looked at the officers and said, do what you're going to do. Hmm. So like stone cold, holy shit, right? Hmm. I feel like, first of all, that's terrible. Um, I feel like this is a person that had no gravity on their action. Maybe didn't. This is me speaking out my ass, so excuse me. Didn't have the education to understand the gravity, like whether that's intellect or emotional to comprehend the gravity of that situation, because that's how he was like, I'm handling it this way. He seems like his age is a lot younger than it actually is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, which... Uh, again, not like I said, not being like, oh, poor him, because like clearly no. But I think it does have to be acknowledged that that was a huge, 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 huge system fail, like many others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that ended up with the incredibly unfortunate circumstance that it did, where some people lost family members. Yes. So great job. <laughs> that was like. Like, honestly, there's a lot of bad things that have happened at Blockbusters. Other than late fees? And Other ex-boyfriends? Than late fees. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, and the creepy guy that hits on you? Not there. Yeah. 
but I know that's like what happened was horrible and I'm happy he was caught and I'm happy there was like that justice served for the family like at least he was caught uh and I know I read that the the employee who had asked for his shift to be covered like he felt really guilty about that because that should have been oh my him. gosh I imagine right poor guy but that how, is the how many point. times have we both done that oh my gosh no I go to work I never make anybody cover for me no not to not today but in your life N- no really as a young person Oh, no, I had too much, like, extreme... I would trade shifts, but I would never, like... And that was, like, before I had plans, it was usually because, like, somebody else needed my shift. I'm I'm such a brown noser, like, little pushover. So am I, but, I I mean, that's exactly what I mean. Like, I've I've never been like, yo, I'm not coming in, can you do this? But I've been like, I have a wedding, can you go? Or I have a thing, can you go? Or I have a... Like, I've organized it with my manager, but still... You know what I mean? Yeah, that's still fair. Still, it was my shift, but someone else was there. So that could have been that situation where he was like, that was my shift, but I had my sister's birthday, so I changed it. Yeah. Right? But that's anyway. like, that's the blockbuster bastard. He's a piece of shit, just like most of the cases I cover. And then I call them pieces of shit. And I hope the victim's family is like, I hope that they got some peace out of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, how do you bring it back up now? Shit. Um, I don't know. It's so bad. Oh, my God. Why did I brought it down <laughs> so hard? Oh, like a hammer. Uh, I have a really cheap, do you want a really cheesy joke? Yes. It's very movie specific, so I hope you get it. Let's do it. Okay. There's two. Oh, you're going to hate these. Okay. So the first one's horrible. So why did a customer leave block the leave the Blockbuster store disappointed? Why? Be- because they were never going to give him up. The sad specific Disney movie <laughs> about an old man whose wife dies. Second joke. I hope you're ready. Okay. Please cut these out if you don't want them in. I'm trying to save face. (laughs) Uh, So a man goes into Blockbuster and starts looking at films. And he's really fixated on the superhero movies. So he goes up to the shop assistant and says, could I rent Batman forever? And the shop shop assistant replies, no, you have to return it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning into our final episode. Uh, well you know what hey what can you do what is this this is episode eight so you know what if you just hold on for two more episodes i'm sure episode 10 will be well worth the wait well what i guess on that segment i'm glad i could bring you guys down a notch as i like to do and it can only go up from here and thank you for making this night a blockbuster night oh my god get out of my life (laughs) (laughs) If you want, you can follow us on our Instagram at DeepNerder or send us any questions, comments, concerns, or all around inflate our egos at DeepNerder at gmail.com. And on that note, bye. Deuces to your pooses. Or that. Be kind, rewind. (laughs) Bye.